Well, good morning, everybody here online, Summit Church of Douglas County, Pastor Wayne Hansen here. Want to say Happy New Year. Glad you're joining us here. We have just started our 21 days or 29 days of prayer. And in a week, we're going to be launching into the 21 days of prayer and fasting with the church that helped us get started, Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. But would you do me this favor before church gets started? Would you share this link with a friend, Pastor Wayne H. everywhere? I'm on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, Twitch, now Rumble, and Instagram. We would appreciate the promotion of the ministry. It's a free way to support the ministry and to be a part of what we're doing, to partner with us in the ministry. This is your five-minute warning, five minutes before we get started with worship and a Bible study. Lily's here for one more Sunday, and then she goes back to Arizona. We're great, grateful for each one of you that call Summit Church home, and uh, this is sort of a four-by-four four Sunday. It's pretty crazy out there. The, the parking lot is plowed, but the roads are a little treacherous, so if you stay put and watch church where you are, that's fine, or if you come in person, that's great too, but this is your five-minute warning. Grab a Bible, grab a coffee, grab a pen. Today, you're going to need to take notes because this message has, a, has some really deep truths in it, some great scripture, some personal reflection that you're going to need to do with the note taking. So grab everything you need for note taking today in the message and I'll see you in five minutes when we get started.
Where's where you're gathered, right? That's the main thing. I know why I'm here. It's all right. You can you can you can fall down on the job for a minute, Max. Well, you start when they come upstairs. <laughs> Twenty-two. Twenty-two seconds. starting on time and I think we have several people watching that's online so welcome to Summit Church online and a few of us in person and happy new year everybody glad you're here and we got this last Sunday with Lily with us and she's gonna lead us in a song today and uh, we're talking about prayer and fasting we're launching our January series on prayer and fasting so um, we're going to get into it. This one I love. It's, it's, you know, what God says about you is more important than what the world says about you. You know, the world says, oh, you're a loser. You're no good. You'll never amount to anything. God says, you're my son. You're my daughter. And I've got great plans for you. Good plans. And so, you know, God's got good plans for us this year. So sing this one with me in faith. One, two, three, four, five, six. king 
Child of God, yes I am. 
God. Are you a child of God today? Amen. Me too. Me too. I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. I hope you are. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for a beautiful year. The fresh, crisp snow on the ground reminds us of the purity that Christ has purchased us. The Bible says that you've washed our sins whiter than snow. That's pretty white. <laughs> That's pretty clean. And Father, it's not because of any good we've done. It's because of your grace. Your free gift has washed, washed us and purified us and made us totally white as snow. And so, Lord, be with us in this service today as we worship and as we study your word. Help us to embrace that free gift of your grace and realize it's never going to be because we're good enough. It's only going to be because you're so good. Lord, we embrace that amazing grace. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, let's sing about that amazing grace. One, two, three.
mighty. Amen. Well, I love it. I love that we have a God who cares about us. He's got good plans for this year. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but when all the holidays are over and the New Year's resolutions have happened, and about a week in, how many get the post-holiday blues? Anybody? Like, oh, I have to wait a whole year before Christmas again. Or my birthday is not until such and such time. Come on, anybody? Guess what? God is God of regular time. He's God of Christmas time. He's God of Easter time. He's the God of every season. And he wants to be with us when we're sad, when we're happy, when we're mad, when all the emotion, when we're bored, when we're confused, all the seasons in between. And so he's a good, good father. And Lily's going to lead that one for us today.
Tim is going to come bring us the one-year revival. Will you be seated for a second? Happy New Year, Summer Church. Glad to see you all here today. Boy, you guys online don't know what you're missing. <laughs> uh, isn't it nice to have a good, good father? One that gives us beauty like what's outside right now. One that gives us discipline even when we don't want it. About it. It's all good. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'll get that later. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, the scripture that I'm going to read today is from uh, Matthew 2. I'm sorry, Matthew 3, verse 1. But before I do that, I just want to say that uh, God put these words in this book for a reason, for us, for us to know him, for us to understand him understand what he wants us to do uh, but uh, anyway I, I I just think that everybody should know the Bible front to back not just read it but know it let's start with reading it <laughs> everybody That's here's right. the challenge for 2022 read your one-year Bible if you don't have a one-year Bible let us know, and we'll get you one. No problem. Uh, we also have uh, Gratterwoods back there to, uh, for a 2022 challenge. Just try to remember to be grateful every day for everything that he's done, everything that he's going to do. It's amazing. So... I lost my place, but uh, I know I can find it. <laughs> and there it is. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came to the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. The prophet Isaiah was speaking about John when he said, he is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. Prepare the way. Uh, I think it's each and every one of our jobs to prepare the way for Jesus, just like John the Baptist did, but for his second coming. I think that's so important and so many people miss it. This is the word of our Lord. Are worthy. 
worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. From you are all things. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Oh, that's beautiful. Sing it again. You are worthy of it all. You 
deserve the glory. One more time. For from you are all things. To you are all things. You deserve the glory. Hallelujah. We praise your name, O oh Lord. Just tell him that you love him in your own words for a minute. Praise your name, O oh Lord. I worship you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the name above, above every name. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is full of your glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. We welcome you into this place, into our hearts, into our minds, into our study today. Meet with us, Lord. Hallelujah. Man, that's a sweet time, isn't it? Well, we're going to get into the word early for a change rather than get to it late today. <laughs> Can you believe it? I'm starting a new habit, a new habit for the new year. I'm going to start preaching early. Hey, would you wave at someone or give them a high five or a hug, whatever if you feel comfortable doing. Take a minute to greet somebody. If you're online, share this link with a friend, wave or say hello and tell them that church is about to get started. God bless you guys. Happy New Year. online. Glad you're joining us here today. If you want to partner with the ministry, you can go to mysummitchurch.com, click the donate button, or you can do that also on our Facebook page. You can text to give at 303-625-9434, enter the amount of your gift and press send and follow the prompts using your smartphone and 100% of what you give by text will go to the ministry. Or you can mail your gift to Summit Church, 200 South Wilcox Street, Box 243, Castle Rock, Colorado, 80104. We're going to get into a study today about prayer and fasting and so we're going to be all over the new testament and so get out your your notebook and a pen get ready to take some notes it's going to be a great study today um, with one of my founding pastors of the church his name is chris hodges from church of the highlands i think you're going to enjoy the study so hang in there with me grab your bible grab a notebook and a pen get ready to take notes and it's going to be a great study study to get into today. I'm excited about this. Who's ready for a new start in the new year? Turn over a new leaf. Become a new man, a new woman, right? To be everything God wants us to be. Uh, guess what? You can't do it on your own. You can only do it with God's help. So throw away the notion of the idea that you're going to do it through self-will or through effort, because how many know that your efforts always fall short? 
You can try really hard, but it never, you can never quite do it. Johnny is passing out our 29 days of prayer prayer guide. And how, some of you watched me last night. I'm doing 29 days evening prayer sessions at 7.14 p.m. on Facebook Live and YouTube and all the social platforms that you've seen on ministry. And on this piece of paper, you'll see the prayer initiatives or the prayer themes for each day of the 29 days of prayer. I've based them off of the highlighted verse in the one-year Bible. So if, uh, if you don't have a one-year Bible, <laughs> this is, let me this, you know, be reinforce what Tim just said. We have a whole case of one-year Bibles with the highlighted verses coming in. So if you want the kind of Bible that Tim and I have been reading out of, that we can find the highlighted verse. Um, these themes come from the highlighted verse each day. So last night I did a prayer around the restoration of healthy sexuality. It was a very frank, a very frank talk and prayer around sexual, sexuality. You know, our identity is tied in with our sexuality. And you are a man or a woman. You're not both at the same time, right? And you're not one saying you're the other. <laughs> and if you struggle with your sexual identity, God's not mad at you. He just wants you to come to him. And embracing who you are in God, not living a lie, not lying to yourself, but living in the truth, living in the light of God, is how you, you'll be restored. And of course, I believe that most people marry. Most people, God has a, a plan for biblical marriage, and other people have the gift of singleness. And that's fine too, but you have to embrace your sexuality because it's a gift from God. It's not a curse. Some of us feel like it's a curse, like, oh man, why do I have all this, this baggage around my sexuality? You know what God gave you? Your sexual identity on purpose. He loves you. So I encourage you to go back and watch that prayer session from last night. And I'll be doing that every night during these 29 days at 7.14. Some of them will be um, live and some of, the, some of them will be pre-recorded. And if you see anything there on those prayer themes that you would like to participate with me or do a Zoom call or a Zoom prayer meeting for later broadcast in that day, I would love to, to talk with you if you have a, a passion for any of those themes or those topics. And um, I've been doing some recorded podcasts and calls and conversations with experts around different themes uh, in the last few weeks. And I think it's been a powerful time for, for those who deal with these, these issues. So you can see the themes as you look at that schedule. You can also download this prayer guide on our church website. So if you go to mysummitchurch.com, click on the page that says 29 Days of Prayer, Prayer Guide. At the top of that page, you'll see a PDF. You can double-click that PDF and download it to your computer. You can print it off or have it on your phone or just have it handy so you know what we're praying about each day during the 29 days closer to Jesus. And I am recording the audio version of the 29 Days Closer to Jesus book. Hopefully that will be out uh, during these 29 days, and I'll be uh, referring to that book uh, throughout the 29 days as well. So today, we're one week out from our annual 21 days of prayer and fasting. So this is kind of the warm-up, everybody. <laughs> if you haven't, maybe you're not fasting yet, and it is hard to fast just at the tail end of holidays, right? Like, it, it's not recommended that you just go straight to eating nothing, right, after we've been just gorging ourselves on all the holiday meals and the, and the cookies and the fatty foods and the drinks and the sugary, all that, all that stuff. You need, to, you need to ease yourself into fasting. Otherwise, you'll put your body into shock. And so I, have a, I just have some practical advice about fasting. If you're going to do it with this, I do encourage you to do it, first of all. Decide what you're going to fast. You know, really seek the Lord. Say, God, what would you have me put away 
during these 21 days. Maybe it's social media. Maybe, maybe it is foods. Maybe it's just sugars and sweets. Maybe like some of us are doing a Daniel fast. You're like, what's a Daniel fast? Well, it's fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. So no meats, no, nothing sweet, no alcohol, not, not, none of those things, just very simple fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. And of course, lots of hydration, lots of water. Um, if you decide that you're going to do it, go into a total fast, into like water-only kind of fast, which I've done. I've done a 40-day water-only fast. That was before I planted the church, years and years ago. And I lost 40 pounds. It was like a pound per day. It was crazy. Um, what I highly recommend is you ease yourself into that kind of fast and you ease yourself out of that kind of fast again because you can mess up your metabolism um, you, can, you can have raging migraine headaches. You can have some really difficult times if you don't do it the right way and if you don't stay hydrated. Um, staying hydrated during a fast is one of the most important things you have to do. Um, I, I, I memorize an acronym that helps me when it comes to staving off stuff and adding stuff on. So if you want to write this down, in fact, take notes today because there's going to be some great stuff from Chris Hodges on prayer and fasting. You're going to want to refer back to some of the things we said. But this is the first thing you could write down. This is going to sound funny. It's, it, you can write this phonetically. S-bomb-a-fridge. If we're, if, we're, if we're fasting, we're going to bomb a fridge. We're going to explode the fridge, right? Like a, like a bomb, like a, a fuse on a bomb. S-bomb-a-fridge. You, you can remember that, right? S-bomb-a-fridge. Each of those things stands for something. So the S in the S-bomb-a-fridge is sweets. The first thing you drop on the first day is sweets. Get rid of all sugars. No cookies, <laughs> no Swedish fish, no candy canes, no lollipops, no gum, <laughs> no sugars. Okay, you get rid of sugary drinks. Get rid of those the first day, okay? The B in Bama Fridge are breads. Breads are complex carbohydrates. The breads, you get rid of those breads after the sweets. So take a whole, just take a whole day and just drop the crackers, drop the chips, <laughs> drop, drop the breads. And so you're no, no longer sweets, no longer breads. And then the next day is, um, so the bomb, B is bread. The M is meat. Bomb meat. You got to get rid of the meat next. And certainly you get rid of red meat, all right? Some people like to do a pescatarian fast where they eat fish and vegetables, but no red meat, and that's fine. You could, whatever you determine that you're gonna fast for, stick to that commitment, make a commitment, and say, that's what I'm going to do. And as you make that commitment to God and to yourself, you're like, hey, I'm doing it, hey, hey. There's rewards in making decision to fast and set aside time for holiness and being you know, set apart for God. So, S, Bama Fridge. Get rid of the sweets, get rid of the breads, that's meats, get rid of the meats, fr is fruits and vegetables. That's when you get rid of the fruits and vegetables. When it's really hard, right? Like, oh no, oh no. Guess what happens when you start doing only fluids? Your body starts eating itself. It starts burning up the fat reserves, which is, that's one of the benefits of fasting, is that you do lose some weight, you get a little, your mind gets sharper, and of course, you're also putting the spirit man in charge. The times that you normally would spend in meals or preparing meals or an activity, you can spend resting, you can spend praying, you can spend meditating on the scriptures, you can spend that money that you would have spent on a meal, give that money to a homeless person. Hey, maybe raise your own missions fund. <laughs> All that money you would have been spending on food, set it aside for a project of generosity. 
or an evangelistic outreach or something else, right? So S, bomb a fridge, get rid of the sweets, get rid of the breads, get rid of the meats, then fruits and vegetables, and then finally you're just done J, J, fridge is juice. Some people just want to stay on the juice. You can be on the juice, or if you're going to go to water, <laughs> which is crazy, but God leads some people into radical times of fasting where it's water only. There is also the really radical fast, which is nothing, nothing, like Moses did on top of the mountain. That's the kind of fast that, that you can die from, and it's not recommended. In fact, um, every doctor would tell you not to do that. <laughs> Moses did it. <laughs> and uh, there, are, there are seasons, even when Esther was calling the nation of Israel to fast, no food or drink would pass my lips during these three days. That's, that's a radical fast. I think that you only fast like that when, you're, when lives are at, at stake, your life is in danger, something really, really bad is happening for you to, to go into a total fast. Um, but I, I would say, you know, juice, great. If you're going to be in that kind of mode of, of the kind of fast Jesus did, he probably had water even in the desert during those 40 days. But what happens during a fast is that you, the spirit man gets in charge right? Your spirit begins to connect to the Holy Spirit, and the flesh man doesn't get to call the shots anymore, <laughs> and the enemy starts getting put at bay. The temptations of, of your flesh, whether it's sexual temptations or, or worldly appetites or just the desire to eat, when you start telling the, the body, no, no, the spirit's in charge, <laughs> suddenly uh, a lot of that, your spirit man comes alive. And I, I have very vivid dreams and sometimes even visions during times of fasting. I get very clear direction from the Lord about what I'm supposed to do in the days, weeks, and months ahead. And that's why I like to start the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting because that's why I'm, I'm developing the calendar. God, what are you calling me to do? It was during a 21-day fast last year that we got to come into this building. God just radically, and during a 714 prayer meeting, the guy who was in charge of the building calls me and goes, hey, I have a church that's sitting empty. You want to use it? Uh, yes, please. So God does miracles when we pray. But there's no promise for those who don't pray. Right? We call, he answers. There's no promise for those who don't call. There's no promises for those who don't seek. But you're just counting on dumb luck at that point, right? And thank God for dumb luck, but I'd rather have something a little bit more of a sure thing than dumb luck. I'd rather have the favor of God. Amen, somebody. So do this prayer thing with us. Grab a prayer guide. Decide, pray about what you're going to fast. And I have this teaching from Chris Hodges, who is one of our founding pastors. I did my church planters training at Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. That's for another time. And Chris has an amazing teaching on the power of prayer and fasting. I thought this was a perfect day to let you hear his teaching on it. So Max, if you will, play that video from Church of the Highlands. And uh, I want to teach you, I want to kind of preach at the beginning, I'm going to get, get kind of preachy in the, in the first part, more teachy at the end, all right? So I want to kind of inspire you and really let you hear a word, for, I think it's from God for us for this time, and then I want to give you some practical instructions. So if you like taking notes, you're going to get tons of scripture, uh, and you're going to get tons of things to write down. So I've got a lot I want to show you on my screen here, so get that out and ready, okay? Get, get, find some paper if you need some borrowed from a neighbor. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us understand the word. And Lord, we ask you, God, that um, that, that the, 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 
the, the hearts, our, the hearts would be open to your word, not just our minds. Lord, we pray, God, that you would help us to understand the, the Bible. And Lord, that it would become revelation to us. Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him so that we can know you better. We want to know you better. So, Lord, let the eyes of our heart be enlightened. God, let us see beyond just our brains, Lord. We want something inside of us because we know the word that we're, we're studying here tonight is not normal. Your word has power. Your word is you. And, Lord, we just invite it. We make room for it. Lord, we, we know that we're never going to be the same. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. 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 I want to show you this verse out of Matthew chapter 17. Let me just start off um, by, by uh, teasing you with this one thought, and that is, have you ever wondered why sometimes your prayers go unanswered, or why it seems like you really can't get a breakthrough in the spirit? Like, they're, like I'm praying, like, like, have you ever had the thought, like, something's missing, something's missing, I'm not, I'm not doing something right. Um, there's, a, there's an ingredient missing. I want to show you a story in the Bible where that actually occurred and where Jesus gave the solution. And I'm going to show you what we can do about it. It says this, uh, Matthew 17, verse 14 is where we're going to begin. And it says, and when they came to the crowd, when they came, Jesus and the disciples came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. And he said, Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire and the water. And look at this. This is very interesting. This is the, the dilemma here. I brought him to your disciples, but the, they, they weren't able to do it, which was, a, which was a, something different because normally uh, when they brought to the disciples, the disciples had been given authority by Jesus to do miracles and to heal. And so it was all working until this case came along. And all of a sudden, the disciples said, okay, in the name of Jesus, and nothing happened. And it says, I brought him to your disciples. And here's Jesus' response. I want you to see this. In fact, I want you to read this phrase out loud. Every campus one, out loud, out loud. All right, so here we go. And then read it with me. Here we go. Oh, unbelieving and perverse generation. Let's say it again. Oh, unbelieving and and I highlighted two words. Jesus brought up two words. He said, here's the problem. You want to know why? When the disciples tried to cast this devil out and heal this, this, this poor boy that was throwing himself in a fire. You know why? He says, you've got two problems right here. You've got two problems. You're unbelieving and you're perverse. You're unbelieving and you're perverse. He said, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed from that moment. Now, I want, to, I want you to write these two words down. Again, this unbelieving and perverse. And I want to give you some definitions for them because Jesus identifies a problem that I'm convinced exists among every one of us, myself included, today. All right? And that is unbelieving. Unbelieving meaning that we're just, you're not connected enough to me. You're, you become an unbeliever. You, you in some way, have disconnected from a, a, a deep, intimate, knowing, faith-filled relationship with me, and you become a doubter. And the doubt comes from the fact that there's been a disconnection from me and my power and my ways. You're unbelieving. You're not connected enough. You're just, just not connected enough. And you need, to, you need to improve your connections with me. And if you, were, if you were closer to me and reading my word more and praying more, that connection would produce faith and you wouldn't be an unbeliever anymore. And it would solve this first problem of you being unbelieving and perverse. So unbelieving, not connected to God. But then he said also your problem is you're perverse. I want you to write down this definition. And that is perverse means you're also too connected to the world. You're just way too connected to the world. 
you're not only not connecting to me, but you, you kind of got involved in some things uh, that, that really is diluting my relationship with you. It's, it's polluting my relationship with you. It's perverse. It's just messed up. And, 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 and he says, look, that's your problem is you're both not connected and you're too connected. You're not connected to me. You're too connected to the world. And I just thought when I, when I read those two words, how true it is of us all the time. That, that, there, that I, just, I let my relationship get to the point, my relationship with God get to the point where it's probably not connected enough. And I probably have gotten involved in some things where I'm too connected. And I want to intentionally not um, tell you what both of those are because you don't need me to. Like define what not connected and too connected is. That's the Holy Spirit's job. What you need to do is ask God that question. Lord, is there a place where I'm not connected enough? And then listen. Because that's the Holy Spirit's role in your life is to, is to bring conviction, not condemnation. The devil does that, but conviction. And so you ask the Lord, Lord, is the relationship not what it should be? And he will he'll speak to you. So, yeah, we, you know, we used to spend more time here or, or you know, you, you should study the word more or whatever. And he'll point out some things to you. And by the way, he does that to me all the time, all the time. And then also you pray, Lord, is there a place where I have just kind of like, I'm just, I'm just dabbling in the, in, the, in the junk of the world, and I, I just, I didn't know it. I kind of probably slipped into it unknowingly, but I'm, I'm, get, I'm kind of gotten worldly. I'm, I'm maybe got involved in watching some things, listening to some things, going some places, listening to whatever, and just, and it's polluting me, and I've become both unbelieving and perverse. And I just want you to know that if you ever get to the place where you feel like something's missing, something's missing. Or I'm not getting the breakthrough I need. It's probably because you are both unbelieving and perverse. And, of course, Jesus just doesn't identify the problem. He also identifies the solution for us, all right? Because in the next, next, he says, the disciples came to Jesus in private. <laughs> and that's because they were embarrassed by this whole deal. All right? So they said, well, come over here and let's talk about it. This is what we do in front of everybody. So they brought him in private and said, why couldn't we drive it out? What, what is the deal? And they weren't connecting the whole unbelieving and perverse thing yet. And Jesus said, okay, here's the problem. You have little faith. You have little faith. I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, any mountain, any big problem that seems too hard to overcome, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And then he adds this in verse 22. He adds this, but this kind does not go out except by, and he again names two things. He says it doesn't go out except by, say the next two things, but by prayer and, come on, every boy said, but by prayer and, now notice, remember, he, he said the problem is these two things. If you're unbelieving and perverse, and he said the solution to these two things is you need prayer and fasting. What I want to show you is how those two things solve the first two things. Because what prayer does, write this down if you're taking notes, prayer connects us to God. That's what prayer does. So when you pray, it just, it just gets you to this closer, intimate relationship with the Lord. And it solves the whole unbelieving part. In fact, the more time you will spend with God, the greater your faith will grow. Why is that? Because the more you become familiar with something, the more you spend time with something, the greater confidence that you have in that thing. The less time you spend with something, the less confidence you have with that thing. And that's why we need to have, that's why we spend time in prayer is to, it's not just because we're, God's looking for, for us to, you know, to check some things off the list and just, hey, put your hours in. No, no, no. The more we spend with him, let me say it this way. 
The more time I spend with my team here at the church, the more we spend together working on services and working on message series and, and spending time with each other and knowing what each other is going through, the more confidence I have in their abilities and our relationship. Time has this way of our confidence rising. All right? Same is true with my spouse, my, with Tammy, with the kids. To spending time with something builds faith in that thing. It builds confidence. So what prayer does, it's not, it's not putting in the hours or just making sure we, you know, we just, God's waiting for you to cross a line where you've just done it enough and asked it enough. No, no, no. It's about spending time with God so that your faith rises, your confidence rises, and you go from unbelieving to believing. Prayer connects us to God. Are you getting that yes or no? Yes? You got to hear that. And every one of us, every one of us in this room, I bet, could improve our prayer life. Every one of us. I can. I can spend more time with the Lord so that my confidence can rise and my faith in God can rise. And I have to do it personally if it makes you feel any better. I have to, I have to realign it and pull it back to where it should be about six times a year. I get it all strong. And it just, just everything, everything seems to kind of just, you know, Gotta just deteriorate a little bit and get it back. And, and every time I do, my confidence rises. Then I have vision again. I have faith again. And even when I face difficult times, it's like my faith is just ready for it because I've spent so much time with the God of the universe who nothing is too difficult for. I mean, it's just it, my faith rises, all right? So prayer, prayer connects us to God. But notice this too. Remember, the, the problem wasn't just that we, we need more faith. It was also that we're perverse. And Jesus said the solution is prayer and fasting. Fasting does the opposite. It disconnects us from the world. One of the least known disciplines in the church is, is fasting. It's like, it's like people know prayer. Even lots of people know about prayer. Very few people understand fasting. Let me tell you what fasting is not. Fasting is not punishing yourself so, Because Jesus wants you to suffer. God wants you to suffer. And you can just suffer a little bit. He does not want you to suffer. He wants you to simply disconnect to the things of the world. That's what fasting is. If you want the simplest definition of what fasting is, it's finding some things that have just kind of gotten in my life. And every time you involve yourself in worldly things, you will lose your dominion in, in, in this world. Adam and Eve 